Hello and welcome to the Uncomfortable is Okay podcast. I'm your host Chris Desmond and this is a show where I chat with interesting people doing interesting things who inspire me and hopefully you guys as well to get out of our comfort zones. So last week I had the opportunity to go and spend a little bit of time with the O'Sullivan family over in Lower Hutt, uh, which was pretty awesome. And today's topic, we're chatting about running. Five years ago, Mark O'Sullivan, uh, the patriarch of the family, was overweight and unfit. He decided to make a commitment to get himself fit and be an example for his family. And this started off with run slash walking uh, the 5k park runs over in Lower Hutt. And today, Mark's lost 30 kgs and he is running ultra marathons. Now, it doesn't stop there. The whole family also runs. Uh, and the eldest daughter, Jess, joins us on the podcast. She is a 13 year old that run, ran her first 50k ultra marathon last year and is a bit of a legend as well in that regard. And yeah, very inspiring. So the whole family, as I said, are in on this. Their, the youngest daughter, Rebecca, is five years old and Rebecca ran her 50th park run recently. So today we have a bit of a chat about uh, the challenges of running, uh, how the family went from 5k park runs to running ultra marathons, the lessons they've learnt from it, and also we chat a little bit about using running as a, as a teaching tool for ourselves, but also for, for our children as well. This conversation was, was pretty interesting for me as well. I've just recently signed up for the Wellington Urban Ultra Marathon for 2017. So it was good to have a chat with a couple of people who have been there and, and done, done that before. And Mark is actually going to be running the Urban Ultra as well with me. Uh, so it'll, it was good to get a little bit of insight from him. And also hopefully we can run a little bit of it together as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation today. If you do, make sure to hit the share button on your favorite podcast app to share it out with people. Head over and check out Mark's training blog. There is a link to that in the show notes. And if you want to support the show even more, pop over to iTunes or your favorite podcast service and leave us a rating and review. Just helps get the show into more people's ears. So without further ado, thank you for getting uncomfortable with me and the O'Sullivans today. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me into your home to, to have a sit down and have a chat with you guys tonight. No problem. Great to have you here. Excellent. So we connected via uh, Richard McChesney. He, he suggested that I come out and have a chat with you guys uh, about running, amongst other things. Um, and you guys, are, you're just back from uh, the Waitomo run. Last weekend or the weekend before? Um, yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so we did it as a family. Um, we ran the 11K event. Um, and so, yeah, our family is um, me and my wife and uh, the four kids. Um, four kids are, I um, hope I don't get this wrong, <laughs> um, four, four, 14, 11, 8, and 5. Good. We don't need to re-record that bit for you. <laughs> That's all no. good. Okay, good. <laughs> Look at Joe for that one. Yeah. Um, 
Cool. So a fun family outing. Yeah, it was really good, actually. Really good. Um, and yeah, the kids do really well. So we all, um, our sort of base level fitness, if you like, is um, you know, a ritual park run um, every Saturday morning. Um, pretty much no matter where we are in the country, we'll you know, organise holidays to start near one park run and finish near another and um, make sure we're getting getting out there and you know, keeping ourselves in some type of shape. Cool. Yeah. So we kind of we've, we've got a little bit of an idea about where you're at with things at the moment. Maybe let's reel it back a wee bit and talk a, a little bit about how you first got into park runs and got into fitness. Because Richard mentioned that you were you probably weren't the most athletic guy uh, <laughs> to to begin with. Can you can you uh, give us a bit of a description about? Kind of what you were, what you were like at at that point in time. Was yeah. it about five years ago that it yeah, started? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, four or five years. Um, so, gosh, um, young family, obviously at the time, you're know, taking taking five years off all of their ages, and um, you know, running around after the kids all the time. Of course, um, to both working parents, um, yeah, life is uh, a decent challenge and super busy. And uh, somewhere along the along the line, um, my level of fitness that was pretty rubbish to start with kind of got worse. And um, yeah, so one one night um, over over uh, Sunday dinner, actually, we were just talking about um, trying to get the kids a bit fitter because the kids were all starting rugby and um, they were they were doing well, especially um, Jess here. Jess was um, a really good rugby player, um, and what was holding her back was something that's been um, a problem for me all my life and that was fitness and uh, as part of that we were kind of trying to figure out you know how we could get Jess fit um, so she could be you know even better at what she w- was already really good at um, so on, on the, the rugby topic Jess had um, player of the year two out of the three years she was playing you know mixed grade stuff um, and once she got into tackle and um, particularly she, um, she was doing really well at it um, and that kind of drove us into trying to get um, a decent level of fitness in the family um, and then we kind of realized just how poorly um, you know we we were, well poor we were at um, fit being fit so um, talking to my, my brother uh, Martin who um, he had just started doing park run um, he hadn't long been running in lower hut um, maybe four or five months and um, he's like Come along, you know, come along and, and see. It's it's free, register online, um, people of all sorts of abilities. And um, you know, told me where it was and all that kind of thing. So, you know, really encouraging. And uh, we thought we'd give it a go. Um, cool. yeah. For the people that uh, are unfamiliar with Park Run, what's the, what's oh, the premise sure. behind it? Well, essentially it's a community-based um, run. So um, it's free. Um, you know, you register online, you get your own barcode. Um, so that you have your results um, you know, uploaded after every run that you, you do. Um, no one expects you there, so you can turn up or not. Um, it's it's yeah, it's, it's timed. It's uh, five kilometers, no matter where it is. Yeah, it's free. Yep. Um, there are maybe a thousand of them in the world or thereabouts, mm-hmm. um, including now I think seventeen. I think we're up to in New Zealand. Um, Lower Hutt happened to be the first one here, so. Um, yeah, Richard that we talked about earlier was the, um, I guess the, the grandfather of um, park running in New Zealand, um, and yeah, it was certainly um, forever grateful. Actually, um, made a hell of a difference in our in our lives. Awesome. Um, yeah, Mark. I mean, had you done much in terms of fitness growing up or when you were younger? No, so um, I played soccer, um, actually soccer and indoor bowls, which is okay. Not at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so that was sort of growing up to, um, I guess I, I must have played soccer until I was about 18 uh, last year in, in school. Um, made my um, school first team and, and my club first team. But um, in order to, to get there, um, again, I had to try and get fit. I was always a, a pretty good defender. Um, but to make the first team, I wasn't um, fit enough. Um, so I decided, um, it was actually after a horrible training experience where the coach who um, was kind of mean, he sent me and uh, another one of the fat guys um, out for for a run and waited for a couple of minutes and then sent everyone else out to chase us down, which kind of makes you feel pretty stink. So um, anyway, the uh, in the off-season, I decided that I'd get myself fit, and I did. 
uh, well, not fit compared to now, but fit compared to then. Um, and that sort of led to me making those um, better football teams. Um, but yeah, after that, um, yeah, didn't do any, any fitness at all um, until, yeah, I guess uh, I would have been right on 40, I guess, mm-hmm. um, about five years ago. And uh, yeah, managed to get the um, two older kids, I think it, it would have been then, because I think um, the youngest would have been too young. So um, yeah, took the two older kids down to Parkrun. Um, now, not knowing anything about it, I was worried we wouldn't be able to get a park. <laughs> and so uh, I was also worried that I'd get cold because it was you know winter. So uh, we decided to walk from home, which is about another K and a half to actually get there in the first place. So I had to leave super early, walked a K and a half before we even got there. And of course, we weren't used to doing running or, or much, um, even much walking at all. Um, of course, there are loads of park, parks um, you know, all over the place because it actually starts in a car park. And uh, I rocked up in New Jersey, um, as you do when you're going for a run. And, um, yeah, off we went. So I, th- I think um, I did not get very far at all before um, I had most definitely had to walk. Um, I think I used it as an excuse that, uh, the, you know, the, oh, the kids are tired. So, <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, most definitely me as well. Um, yeah, and then, then I guess it all began. Um, we've done... With the exception of when the, the kids play, um, um, actually they play soccer now, not rugby, but when they play winter sport, um, sometimes they can't make um, park run. Um, but pretty much we're, we're there yeah, every week. Yeah. Awesome. And you were saying that your uh, your youngest has just completed her 50th. Yeah, she has, yeah, uh, Rebecca. So um, Rebecca is five years and four months old. And now we've obviously been, been doing this basically for the you know all of her life and um what that means is of course every park run we've done she's pretty much been there in a push chair um either um my wife or i um you know taking her along so um park run had an age limit of um four and so you know rebecca was quite aware that you know birthday was coming up and and of course, we've been talking about parkrun as well. And so that's all she's known. So all her life, all she's known is every Saturday morning, we go go out and we do parkrun. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, she gets to four and she's like, let me out. I want to run. And um, I don't think we did on the, the very first one. I think her first one was, um, so her birthday's 21st of December. So Boxing Day um, was the, the first time we let her get out and actually have a, um, a run. And she actually surprised me and did, did really well. Uh, when I say really well, you know, she wasn't the last person home. Did she do better than you on your first one? <laughs> Relative to her age, <laughs> I must say, she did. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, but she she loves it. She, um, I mean, obviously she's little, got little legs, um, but she runs pretty pretty decent. Um, yeah, so I mentioned Waitomo um, earlier, and um, last year was actually the uh, inaugural Waitomo event. Um, and we did that as a family then as well. And so then, of course, Rebecca was basically four and four months when she did that. And um, 11K for a you know, four-year-old is pretty good going. It's pretty decent for a fair amount of the population, actually, 11K. Yeah. Let alone a four-year-old. Um, yeah. So it's, it sounded like the first park run for you was reasonably tough in the scheme of things. Yeah, um, yeah. What did the process of going back for more look like? Did you ever think that, oh, no, that's, that's enough, it's not for me? No, no, I didn't actually, no. Um, it was probably more of a case of, geez, that was really crap and I need to, I need to do better than that, you know. I need to, I need to be um, a better role model for my kids because I don't want my kids to, to be doing that, you know. I don't want them to, to rock up to something like a community 5K and not even know where to start, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we've, we've managed to do that. Cool. So. Jess, do you remember the first park run that you did? Kind of. Yeah. Was it? Do you remember it being pretty hard as well? Or yeah, I remember yeah. doing that. And how did you? How did you feel about going back the next week to do another one? I can't really remember. Okay. Yeah. But obviously, um, obviously, the ease in which you do them now has changed. Um. So how many how many of you park runs have you done, Jess? Do you know the number, or in the hundreds? Uh, Lost count. Yeah, it's about one hundred and forty. I think she's done. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Cool. And obviously they've got a little bit easier for you, but you've also uh, just completed a reasonably big achievement as well that you've you've finished your first 50k run is that right yeah yeah what what made you decide to what kind of excited you about starting to run longer distances um when dad did his first um ultra marathon the same 50k event the year before and we went around as a family to all the aid stations and watched him run through and it looked like lots of fun and all the people cheering him on at the end Cool. And when you did it, was it fun? Yeah, it was really fun. The whole way through? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously there were a couple of hard bits yeah. with it. Um, what what happened at those hard bits? Did you have people cheering you on to help you get through or did you have something that you were saying to yourself to, to help you keep going? There were actually a couple of times and there were some people around us that stayed with us for an hour or so on the course and they really encouraged me along. Cool. Do you think that you would have been able to do it without them? I probably would have because Dad still would have been there. Yeah. Cool. So having that support was was pretty cool. Awesome. How did your body feel afterwards? Really, really sore. Yep. And Dad made us walk from the bus back to the hotel. Oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so has it excited you to do more of them now? Yeah, yep. definitely. Cool. What's the next one? Um, The Taupo 50K, which is four weeks before the Tarawera again. Awesome. And I'll be doing the 42 with my aunties and mum. And cool. Dad. Very cool. Mark, coming coming back to you as well. So obviously you're, you've evolved from the, the 5K run walk as well. What, what made you decide, hey, I want to go. I want to go longer. I want to go bigger. Yeah, good question. A um, uh, couple of things. Um, so one of them, the people that you, you see at Park Run, you know, you've got 17 minute runners and you've got 55 minute walkers. So you see you know, everyone. Yeah. Um, so someone who, um, inspired me, I'm not actually sure I've told him this, so it might be, might be news to him. Um, someone who inspired me with, um, some longer distance, um, runs is, um, Paul Gordon from Parkrun. And, um, I, I knew that he'd done, you know, a few, um, ultras because I'd seen some of the, um, the buffs and things that he, that he wore. And, um, I'd had some, you know, really good conversations with him about it. Um, then I saw the most amazing, um, promotional video. Um, on the um, Tarawera uh, 50k or trail marathon and 50k it's called um, and it's um, typically in November um, starts at Rotorua goes through um, the lakes there the, uh, near Green Lake around there um, doesn't it start at Tapuia? Yeah, yeah sorry Tapuia and Rotorua uh, Tapuia is a thermal park so you've got <coughs> geysers there and, and, and the like um, it goes through the Buried Village, um, which is, I'm not sure if you've been there at all, but it's beautiful waterfalls and, and everything like that. Lots of stairs. Yeah, there's some stairs in there too. Um, and then you go over the Tarawera Trailhead and finish at um, Hot Water Beach on Lake Tarawera. And it's just the most beautiful run um, that, you know, that, I've, well, actually, <laughs> until maybe a few months ago, it's easily the most beautiful run I've been on. And um, the the promo video for it was stunning, and all very achievable too. It's not there was nothing that is like super super hard there, um, but but certainly very challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're saying that it is no longer the most beautiful run that you've done. What's what's you said that? <laughs> well, uh, <coughs> gee, um, Old Ghost Road uh, on the west coast. Um, yeah, I, I went there. Um, Actually, on my wedding anniversary, 24th of February, um, was when I went down there. Sorry, darling. And uh, my, sorry, my wife is here with us as well. Um, just been a little quiet. And uh, so I went down down to Westport and uh, did the Old Ghost Road run. So it's um, 85k single track um, and goes up in the uh, Lyle Mountain Range. And um, I'm actually scared of heights. And so the fear for me actually wasn't the 
85k and it wasn't the um the vertical climb on it um or any of the other challenges that come with all of that it was actually the fear of falling off the mountain and um yeah so you know i did it anyway uh, i don't like things that even if i'm afraid of something i don't like it to um you know impact me in my behavior so yeah. do you have a process that you go through to kind of get you through those things that you're scared of um no, not not really. It's it's <laughs> sorry. I don't think the podcast people heard that, Jesse. Yeah, can you, Would you, can like you to say that a little that? bit louder, please, Jess? Take a hard nut pill. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> yeah, you can probably guess where she's heard that from, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, don't have any particular uh, process. Um, what I was hoping going into it was that I would be, you know, so focused on my own run and. You know, all the processes that go with that, um, that, you know, it wouldn't be sort of too distracting. And um, I'm actually quite, I, I'm quite good on my feet. So, you know, if my feet are on the ground, I feel more more comfortable than if I'm, say, driving or flying or anything like that. And, um, yeah, so so that part of it turned out to be okay. But, um, boy, oh, boy, what a stunning run. Uh, a very small field. So Westport is quite hard to get to from most parts of the country. Um, there's only I think 140 odd people in it, um, and you you have to be there's some pretty tough cutoffs on it too, um, because it's so remote. So it's very much back country up in the mountains. It's single track. There's nowhere else to go. Um, so if you get into trouble, we, it's a big problem for organisers. You know, you have helicopters helicopters to get out. Um, not like somewhere you, you know it's a short trip to a road. Um. So they make the cutoffs challenging to make sure that anyone who actually makes them is going to be able to complete the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 honest, honestly, it's the most stunning place I could imagine. Um, amazing um, scenes up the mountain, trails that have been actually blasted out of the mountain. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's really, really beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. And if it's not on your wedding anniversary again, you might go back. <laughs> Well, funnily enough, next year it is on my wedding anniversary, <laughs> so that might be uh, that might be pushing it. Um, yeah. I guess the other thing is that, uh, because it's single track, single track. There's only four aid stations. Mm-hmm. It's actually not a spectator um, no. event. So some of them, like Tarawera, you know, spectators can go from one aid station to the next, and um, and they can enjoy it too. But <coughs> but Ghost is very much a um, individual. You're on your own. Yeah. Mm. So you you're doing some pretty decent ultras at the moment. Yeah. And obviously running an ultra marathon is a little bit different to running a 5k and we've kind of yeah. talked about why you wanted to why you wanted to go big, but how did you do it? Huh. From a logistic point of view, what did you what did you do? What steps did you need to put in place to go from that 5k to running your first ultra? Yeah, so um I'd done, you know, a, a few longer training events. I'd done uh, some online training for a marathon. Um, uh, Hal Higdon, I think, is, is the name of the guy. It's an American guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got a whole bunch of things online, yeah. most of which yeah. are free. Uh, Hal, Hal Higdon. Yeah. That's yeah. so, yep. yep. And so um, I'd followed some of his training plans so that I could get up to trying to run a marathon. And um, I'd already walked a couple of marathons a few years ago when I obviously decided that I needed to do something about my fitness too. And that never really went anywhere. Um and uh, so I did that for a bit, but I, I guess then then it was a case of looking at this other thing. And not only is this fifty k, you know, there's big hills in there, and I'm not, you know, typically I haven't done much in the way of hill running. Um, but what I also also found out when I went to a um, presentation night on Tarawera was that there were various running coaches who were um, helping run it and obviously advertising what they do. Um, and that was when I met um, Kerry Suda from Squad Run. And uh, now I train with them. And um, it's fantastic. I, um, yeah, my first conversation with Kerry was along the lines of, this is what I want to do. I want to do this 50K. I've got no idea how I'm going to do it. Um, and, you know, I, I need you to get me there. And, um, yeah, they sure did. Um, funnily enough, though, then, I don't know, it must have been, three months, four months later, I then had an even harder conversation. It's kind of like, Kerry, 
I've just signed up for the Tarawera 100. And now this time I really don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, and, yeah, and they got me through that as well. So, yeah, fantastic. Oh, amazing. Jess, how do you train? Um, who, help, who helps you out? Dad. He helps me. He takes me out for runs through the hills. And I also have um, trainings and stuff for my sports. Mm-hmm. How many times do you run a week at the moment? Probably twice. Yeah. Just at the moment. I'm getting back into things. Cool. And you, you'll run a few more times a week uh, coming up to the Tarawera? Definitely. Yeah. Cool. What does uh, your training look like, Mark, at the moment? Uh, at the moment, actually, I'm, I'm at. Um, I'm just coming off a, a low after the after the ghost and mm. the um, Tarawera that I did before that. I had a couple of runs very very close together. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually just starting to build up um, my own mileage at the moment for the Tapo Hundred in October. Um, so gee, at, at the moment, um, the main thing I'm trying to do at the moment actually is get my long run in, um, and during the week I'm. I'm trying to get as much as I can and um, probably only two or three times during the week and then a long run at the weekend. Oh, and park run. Yeah, so that's probably yeah. – <laughs> I don't count that anymore. Um, yeah, it, but I guess in the last um, three weeks, I think I missed one, but the other two, I, I did a couple of 30K runs for my long mm-hmm. runs on um, on Sunday. Um, and that, that's quite hard because it takes, you know, quite a few, obviously, hours to, to go somewhere mm-hmm. and, and run, but um, – you go to some pretty amazing places. Um, the last, um, gosh, the two long runs I did, one was from uh, home in Lower Hutt, and I ran um, up in, up in the um, Eastern Hills um, all the way through to um, Silverstream, so towards Upper Hutt. And, um, yeah, that was sort of 30-odd K. Um, managed to get lost at some point, ran into three hunters with huge guns, which <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me. Especially when I said, so what are you guys looking for? What well, hunting for up here? Oh, we're just having a look around. Oh, yeah, good. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, nice. so that was one, you know, uh, one week. And, yeah, the next week I did 30K um, up and down the uh, the new expressway from um, Pika Pika um, through to Paraparam. Cool. Yeah. And over the last five years, what, what changes have you noticed in yourself physically? Oh gosh, um, I lost about thirty k. Um, that's kilograms, not kilometers. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so that's uh, so that was a good start. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've you know experimented with different types of um, you know diets and fueling and stuff along the way too to try and um, actually to try and run better as much as you know lose weight or whatever. Um, and so that's that's been interesting. So you know, learned a bit more about um, about my body and um, how how that operates. Um, yeah, I, I've found um, it can be hard trying to fit training in. You know, around obviously trying to work and mm-hmm. um, yeah, family life as well, of course. Um, but you know, you, there's ways you can work around that. You know, running um, home from work, for instance. So. It's, Never would have dreamed about it before, but it's 16k from um, Wellington back to home in Lower Hutt, um, which you know is just a um, a good midweek run. Yeah, um, it's a nice wee trot for you now. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, have you noticed any changes in yourself mentally from running? Um, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I think it's it's been really good from a um a stress point of view um i mean not that i've been a hugely stressed um person typically but um yeah definitely if you know if things are um getting stressful going for a run makes uh, makes a big difference um and actually there's been um a lot of people i've sort of come across in the trail running community in particular um find it really beneficial uh, as far as mental health goes mm. um it's quite interesting, actually. It's not um, it's not unusual to find, you know, people who um, run because they're struggling with depression or because um, there's a few, um, you know, recovering drug addicts, as an example, as well. Um, 
and yeah, I think some of that is, is probably the the mental health benefits that you get from from being um, out in the outdoors and, and fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I run reasonably frequently, and uh, I always find that I mentally I feel so much better after I've after I've run. And I was, I was telling you, I was handed in my masters last year, and that was alongside working full time. So there was a bit of stress yeah. going on there. So part of the part of my running routine at that stage was just to, to de-stress and just to declutter my brain because I found you go to work and then you come home and you sit in front of a, of a computer for three hours reading and writing and thinking your, your brain just kind of fizzes around all over the place so it just sort of brings it brings it back and, and quietens it down and I, I'm lucky that I live um, I live up in Nio so I've got oh, the I've got the, the bush there and the skyline there that I can yeah. head out along or just a, some long flat road or straight roads as well just to kind of go out and go quickly on if I want to. So Jess, what have you figured out about yourself through uh, going running? Um, I've learned that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything if you work hard enough to achieve it. Cool. That's that's pretty good uh pretty good insight there and obviously running running 50k's is is yeah it's pretty good and you you do need to put your mind to it i'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit what other hard stuff have you done that you before you started you thought oh that's going to be a challenge but you've actually uh put your mind to it and, and got it done probably school cross country before I started getting into running, it was always mm. something that I wasn't really looking forward to. But when I s- started doing parkrun at the beginning, that was the year where I thought, I'm going to do it this year, I'm going to go well. And I did it, and it was all right. Cool. Just all right. <laughs> Just all right. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Just what do you find fun about running? Just being out there on the trail and admiring the scenery and looking at all the stuff around us is fun. Yeah. Do you like how it makes you feel? Yeah. Yeah. And how does it make you feel? Uh, It makes me feel um, happy and excited. So if I've got a test or something coming up at school, I'll just go for a run just to make sure that I've all good and clear my mind. So I'll be already. Cool. Do you guys have some other than the events coming up later this year? Do you have some plans about what you want to do with running in the future? <laughs> um, good question. Um, I, I guess a lot of what I've been I've been sort of thinking has been um, you know mostly sort of from year to year at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other challenges go. Um, I, I guess I, I want to um, probably the next biggest biggest event that I could um, that I'm sort of thinking about is um, running a hundred miles. Um, <laughs> so sorry, I'm just getting some um, some side comments from my daughter here, who's. Um, yeah, advising me on other things that I want to do. Um, <laughs> so uh, she is she is kind of right though. So there's um, a couple of uh, I guess world famous um, hundred mile races or or very big ultras anyway. Um, one of which is um, Western States, and another one is the um, Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. Um, so very very hard. Um, the the Mont Blanc one is anyway. Um, but they do have different distances, but, um, you know, the bigger the better pretty much. is typically more fun if the longer you're out there. Um, and Western States has like a lottery system, so it's actually really, really hard to get into. Um, so, you know, in, in a dream scenario, running one of those races would be quite cool. Um, and so in five years' time, um, I'll be turning 50. And so um, one of the... <coughs> One of the options that I'm thinking of there is um, going to France for my birthday um, and 
either running um, one of the uh, Mont Blanc events, um, otherwise the um, Paris Marathon, uh, which I believe runs um, along the um, Champs Elysees and yeah, under the um, Arc de Triomphe and that kind of thing. So um, either of those two events, I think, would be quite a cool way to spend, uh, not necessarily on my birthday, but to celebrate my uh, 50th. It would be a very cool way to celebrate, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mark, I mean, throughout this conversation, it, I mean, it sounds like running is really important to you guys as a, as a family, and you've yeah. almost sort of used it as a little bit of a kind of a teaching tool for the yeah. kids as well. Yeah. Have you, what have you been hoping to achieve with that? And kind of what have, uh, what things have you noticed changing in the kids because of it? Yeah. So I guess I just want to, want to make um you know f- um health and well-being just part of who we are and part of what we do you know so um as sure as you get up and brush your teeth in the morning and have breakfast or whatever um you know you go you go out running and you keep your body fit and healthy um and it's 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 really all about um you know having it part of your normal life uh, and you can see that with rebecca in particular um because you know, it's all she's known um, and you know, just now she's obviously done um, her first fifty k, and she's already um, booked in for her second, followed up by a marathon trail marathon four weeks after that. So, well, assuming that she comes through the first one, all right. So we we might have to revisit that. But you know, that's that's her who wants to do that. That's not me who's telling her she should. Um, it's her who's going down to want to come, um, which is great. Um, I look at the other kids, um, you know, um, Michael, he's um, 11 now, and he, I think he ran his first 10K. He's actually out of um, all of us, um, or I mean, not so much now, but but certainly for an, an, the first few years, he was the fittest. And so um, at about seven, I think, his 5K time was under 25 minutes, which, which is great, good, which it's is good. great, you know. Um, and so now he, he typically will just run with, you know, any of the other kids or, or me or whatever. But, um, yeah, he, he did a, his first 10K, I think, and um, that might have been at seven, maybe eight. And um, he left me behind. He ran with me for the first sort of three quarters and then said, uh, see you later, Dad, and off he went. Um, and from memory, he just, I think he was 56, 59 or something like that, just under 57 minutes. Uh, for 10k for a little fella um, was, was really really good um, you know so that's that's sort of part of him and, and what he does as well um, and yeah the um, the fourth child um, Daniel you know he's um, third child yeah the fourth he's fourth because I fourth haven't mentioned fourth one we're talking about tonight correct we've already talked about Rebecca I know he's third going out of order <laughs> so anyway um, yeah Daniel um, child number three um yeah he uh he mostly does um park run with us of course um but yeah he he enjoys it enjoys um trying to keep up with his uh, younger sister actually at the moment because uh, we rebecca the uh, the youngest one is actually giving um with the exception of michael she's certainly giving jess and um daniel a run run for their money over 5k that is yeah. very cool it's great yeah. it really is and i guess the strangest things happen too with the kids when you're running with them so um, Michael, for instance, decides that actually when it when he's running into the wind, he he likes that more because he can breathe easier because he is getting in his mouth quicker. So when it, on a windy day, he's in his element. You know, um, Rebecca, the little one, on the other hand, if it's raining, perfect. She loves the rain. Splashes all over the course. You know, her, her best two times have been in, in really bad weather, um, and she just loves it. And that's really good around Wellington as well. I think you need to embrace the bad yeah. weather if you run here. You can't, yeah. you can't be a runner and not enjoy a little bit of horrible weather around Wellington. Absolutely. Um, I had a few more questions sure. for you guys before we before we finish things up. Um, and now there's, there's some questions that aren't particularly related to running, but they're questions that I ask everyone at the end of the podcast. And maybe it would be cool if you uh, if we get you to both answer them as well so the first one is what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did and how did you get through it and whoever wants to go first can go first I think I have one 
last night, actually. All right, where you go, Jess? I had my um, first football game for the first 11 for my school team, and I was playing with all the older girls, and I hadn't played with them before, and I was really nervous and uncomfortable at the beginning. But as the game got on, I got more into it, and it was really good, actually. Cool. Very good. Oh, for me, gosh. Last, it, it actually is running-related, and it's, it is kind of small, but um, it's definitely uncomfortable. So um, because I've got this um, other 100K run coming up in October, the Taupo Ultra, um, and there's quite a bit of time between now and then. And so I thought that I would start to rebuild my um, technique a wee bit um, because something that um, my coach has pointed out is that my my cadence is too low. And, and what that means to sort of non-runners is that I'm not... Um, steps. Yeah, um, that's right. I'm, uh, my, my steps are too slow. And, of course, what that means, you know, from physio, of course, uh, what that means is that, you know, your body isn't necessarily running the most efficiently. So what I um, and you're not necessarily using the right muscles to actually run either. Um, so I decided to just try and increase my cadence, the number of steps that I take in a minute. Um, and it doesn't sound like it should be too hard, but boy, is it tough! It's really tough because um, what you end up—I have a metronome on my uh, on my watch, um, and so you try and run to the beat of that. Did you figure out how to turn it off? Uh, yes, I know how to turn it off. Thank you. You know, this is a podcast. He can cut stuff out as well. He's not going to cut this I'm out. not going to cut that out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, being heckled by your daughter. And so, um, but what it meant is that trying to run at a faster cadence, um, you're using different muscles. And because I'm using different muscles, all these other ones that are used to running, you know, 10, 20K, they're not kind of needed quite so much anymore. The other ones that haven't been doing a hell of a lot suddenly have to do quite a bit. And um, what that meant was 2K um, at what was a relatively slow pace. Boy, was I exhausted. I was sweating. I've never sweat so much in my life. This was just 2K around the block. So, boy, that was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable from a physical point of view, but actually mentally. You know, when you're used to running, mm. um, you know, like I say, a, an easy midweek run is sort of, 15k or, or whatever um to suddenly being being struggling like you'd never run before over 2k was kind of embarrassing yeah and i mean with, with that mentally you're having to consciously override all the habits that your body mm. has formed in such yeah. a long time so you actually have to think about running yeah. so much more so it's not unusual that you're that you're getting mentally tired from yeah. doing this as well yeah. how long have you been changing your technique for um. Yeah. About three or four weeks. Oh, okay. yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. About four or five. Maybe. Yeah. Is it starting to click now, or are you still? Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. It is. It is. It still. Um. Still gets me far more tired over. You know. Say. Um. Five to ten k. But over over a short distance now, I've, I've got it sorted out. What I have noticed is that actually, if I go out and ignore ignore it completely and just run. Um, because obviously sometimes you kind of just want to run and mm-hmm. forget about everything else, um, that my natural cadence has actually improved um, quite a bit. So not as fast as when I'm trying, but certainly faster than it was before. Yeah. So some of it's sticking, which is good. Cool. Excellent. The next question for you guys is what is the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do and why is that uncomfortable for you? Doesn't matter if it's running related. Doesn't matter if it's running related. Probably the next uncomfortable thing I'll do will be after doing the 50k in October, then four weeks later doing the 42 in November. Just, I'm not sure yet if I'll be able to, if my body would have recovered quick enough to do them both, but I hope so, but I'm not sure at the moment. And my uncomfortable thing... um is is definitely going to be the um, Taupo 100. So I ran the Taupo 100 last year, and um, it took me 14 hours 54. Um, and I was actually quite quite pleased. I ran, you know generally I ran well. There are a couple of mental patches where you know I had a bit of a walk for a bit too long that you kind of kick yourself afterwards. But you know can't change that now. Um, but I guess why it's going to be uncomfortable is because I'm going to try and 
um, as opposed to complete it like I was last year, I'm going to try and race it a bit more. So, um, and for me, that probably means taking an hour or two off that time. Um, and so, you know, you're still you're still talking in the second half of the field kind of thing. Um, so I'm not a, a competitive racer, but you know, for my ability, um, I'm looking to to race that and not just complete it. Um, and that's yeah, that's very very uncomfortable because it kind of puts you puts you out there. You know, it's kind of you're trying to say that actually this is what I'm trying to do. So you know, if my time's not significantly better than that, I'm going to kind of look a bit silly, or at least I'm going to feel like I look silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I think with with that, it gives you a little bit of a fear of failure is probably too strong a word for it, but not not achieving what you've what you've set out. And I think it's easy to kind of go for goals if you keep them to yourself and keep them quiet yeah. but when you put them out there and say hey I want to I really want to do this yeah. and then yeah it may fall a little bit short you do you even though it's a whole lot better than your last time <coughs> sometimes you you still don't feel fantastic about it and it's a it's always an interesting hurdle to to yeah. get over the top of um I've got one more question for you guys but before I ask it I just want to say thank you very much for for spending uh, spending your time with me today on uh, May the fourth, International Star Wars Day. Um, <laughs> hope you guys have been celebrating. Yeah, May the fourth be with you, Jess. <laughs> uh, but also, I want to thank you as well for being a bit of an example um, of living a living a healthy running filled life and having fun running as a as a family. It's very very cool. Cool, thanks. Now the last question is pretty tough. Do you have any life lessons, good advice, or interesting facts to leave us with? I guess a, a lesson for me, probably it's actually uh, very much related in, in what we've been talking about, is to, um, you know, you never know how far you can go until you try. And um, that's, you know, it's obviously very, um, literal in a running sense, but it, it's probably more about the the overall journey, you know. Um, and so my my sort of journey from not being able to run at all to um, being able to run quite a long way, not terribly fast all the time, but you know, a long way. It, it, it's just so much fun and stuff that I never thought I could have could have done. Um, and when I look at look at the kids. Um, you know, using Jess here as an example, um, you know, who would have thought that, um, what were you, 13 last year, you know, that you, you could have run um, 50 or run, run walked because there's certainly some walking in some of the stuff we do. Um, and saying that if you walk at all, you won't make the cutoffs. Um, but, you know, who would have thought that you could have could have gone 50K, you know? Not me. Not you. But but what, what also happened for, for Jess along with that is the amount of people who she inspired who saw her. You know, we've had so many people come up to us and say, um, in fact, our friend Rob, for instance, you know, is talking to his daughter, saying, look, if Jess can do it, you know, you can you can do that. And so people that, that she's inspired along the way. Um, Jess, actually, a few months ago, you, you didn't mention it, um, darling, but um, she was asked to speak at a motivational evening for parents and teens. Um, and there was 80-odd um, people. Um, and there are three, three speakers, um, including Billy Graham, who I'm sure you've heard of before, mm-hmm. and um, Martin Nathan from Change Fitness. Yeah. Uh, Jess was the other one. Um, and talking about, um, you know, her and her um, ultramarathon. And, you know, she presented that off her own back. She um, put the slides together for it. She practiced for it. And, you know, in front of a, a crowd of people, she nailed it. And, and that kind of a... a life lesson there you know that experience is going to set her in great stead going forward um you know and she did really well and um yeah very proud of her very cool and i'm sure that was pretty uncomfortable as well jess yeah yeah definitely but you nailed it it was great so they say (laughs) (laughs) cool well mark and jess thank you both very much for getting uncomfortable with me tonight you're welcome it's been uh, been our pleasure there you have it guys i hope you enjoyed today's chat with mark and jess uh and as you can tell they are a pretty inspirational family 
Um, I took a lot away from that chat, uh, especially around my confidence to do and complete the the Wellington Urban Ultra, which is a 60k run. Uh, the furthest I've ever run before is 42. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think, putting one foot in front of the other with it. Uh, currently in training for it at the moment, so I'll keep you guys in the loop with how that's going as well. I'd like to thank Richard McChesney today who uh, has done a couple of podcasts with me for putting me in touch with Mark and his family. Uh, Thanks for that Richard. I'd like to thank my brother Jeremy Desmond for all the awesome theme music as always and most of all I want to thank you guys for taking your valuable time and sharing it with me, Mark and Jess today. Uh, It means a lot. And if you want to support the show further, make sure that you that you like the episode, that you leave a comment, and that you share it out with some mates. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with us today. Mm-hmm.